Hey guys, it's 8 Nobody. Before we start today's episode, just take a second to talk about our sponsor, Sinister Jerky, and you can find that at www.sinisterjerky.com. They have all sorts of flavors from Carnage Asada, OG, the Pickle, which is made with dill flavoring, Cracked Pepper, Mango Habanero, and Sriracha Smoke. All these flavors are amazing. I've tried them all personally, and I cannot recommend them enough. Use code KINGDOM at checkout. For a 10% discount, that code is KINGDOM, K-I-N-G-D-O-M. All right, guys, we'll catch you after the episode. I can give more of a, a juicier opinion on that I can on Twitch because I can't get banned on Spotify. <laughs> this is true. I mean, if Joe Rogan can't get banned on Spotify, then there's nothing we can fucking say that'll get us banned off of Spotify. Yeah, exactly. Unless we like start ranting about vaccines or crazy shit. Dude. Or, Stop the steal yeah. or some bullshit like that. <laughs> Not my president. <laughs> I love when there was an Indian dude who was like, Yeah, Trump's not my president. He's like, Oh yeah, do you think that the election was so he's like, No, I'm from India. <laughs> right? Like literally, I am not from this country. <laughs> the world doesn't revolve around you. Oops. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> We're the center of the universe. America. America. Fuck yeah. Welcome to Castle Comps episode 64. I'm the eighth nobody. Today we have Toasted Flowers joining us on the podcast. We're doing a little bit of a different intro today. Toasted, how are you doing today? I'm good, I'm good. I'm just ripping a dab right now. Excellent. So for those of you who don't know, Toasted Flowers is a streamer on Twitch. And he is a neighbor to the north. A canadian native who came to our country and we have a lot to talk about with the n64 and we're also going to talk about the nhl's reverse retros and i'm also going to pop netable because some of these fucking unis make me so upset i can't look at them sober <laughs> so before we get into that toasted what are you dabbing on today are you dabbing on some delicious sativa oil some indica what do you what do you got going on right over there i honestly don't know what the fuck it is all it knows it gets me baked to shit, but it's a uh, just some shatter, man. Just some nice, just taking some fat dabs. Right. So I see that you made a a chart of where you put these uniforms in your tier system, and you did this live yeah. on Twitch. And I know people can't agree on anything. People do fast food tier lists. People do Gatorade tier lists, and there's always some people who have some fucking issues. So before we get jumped into that, did you have a lot of controversy? Did you have people threatening to like kick your ass over your stance on certain jerseys? No, no, no. Um, chat mostly agreed, and like there, I had some fans in there who were like conflicting fans because I'm a Penguins fan. Um, but yeah, there was a couple people who were like, uh, Flyers fans and stuff in there. And like, I, I was objective with rating them. I wasn't like being a homer. And like, I even like talked to like, I could have put the Robo Penguin in first place and just been like a total homer with it. But, uh, right. that, like there, I didn't put it in the top. It was, it was an A, but, uh, I'll spill the beans now. Robo Penguin was not the best one this year. Even if I wanted a homer, I don't think I could put it in the, the very top slot. 
So, I mean, well, clearly you I weren't mean, showing like, favoritism because you put the Flyers in the same category as the Pens for the retros, which is if you were taking full and bias. The Bruins and, and the Rangers. Right. I was going <laughs> to touch on that, too. Yeah, it's definitely like there's no bias there. I mean, as a as a fan of a team well, that has a terrible reverse team. retro, they deserve to last place. <laughs> so I agree with that. Okay, well, my de- my delete section because I had it I had it best ass, which is only one one jersey, and then I had the the ones that I think that I would actually buy if I was going to spend two hundred fifty dollars on one of these overpriced jerseys. So much money! There are two hundred fifty bucks for one of these. Is yeah, yeah. And then I had a good tier, which I was like, hey, like if I saw anybody with these, I wouldn't be like, damn, that that why'd you spend two hundred fifty dollars on that? The man ones, it was like, if I saw you wearing it, it's like I understand why you got it, especially the Vegas one. Like they don't have much to work with. The horrible ones, I'm I'm really judging you. I just buy the one from last year that's like half price, right? Or get one of the Fanatics well, jerseys. To be and fair, the, the Vegas reverse retro from last year, the red with the cross swords and that starburst, I looked sick. That was way cooler than this one's, but that's his personal opinion, obviously. Oh, I I completely agree. And then I had to delete this section. And basically, if all you did was write your name on your jersey, get deleted. Right. So on the delete this section, we have the Sharks who took the the, the mantle of the Golden Seals. But they wrote Sharks yeah. instead of Golden Seals. We have the Detroit Red Wings who it's just a red sweater with white lettering and black stripes. We have Chicago's, which is pretty much very similar to Detroit's. Copy my homework. <laughs> yeah, it really it's feels a copy like copy my homework to Detroit. I really don't like it. And then we have the Canes who they didn't embrace the Hartford Whalers, which could have been sick if they put like a like a Gordon's fisherman like whaler kind of like, you know, ripped well, off that. the Islanders a little bit. That would have been sick. But just Canes. 100%. Or if they would have like embraced well, the flags. The flag, the flag one was so Yeah, they cool. had the flag one last year. So I mean, it's just uh, it's underwhelming. That's why I put them in the delete this because as like it, it's a clean jersey. I'm not going to dispute that, but it's just super basic. Right. The Devils that color scheme is horrible. I said change the color scheme. That's at least a B. I was going to say that's the only one that doesn't just have their fucking name plastered on there. <laughs> so that just shows how lazy they were with it. So well, that, this is the one that people gave me the most shit about, and I, I understandably. I am very fond of New Jersey Devils jerseys, even being a Penguins fan. Martin Brodeur. Some of the best jerseys, exactly. Growing up watching Brodeur and Niedermeyer as a young kid with those jerseys on, and they had the iconic New Jersey Devils logo. I mean, the, if they would the have just embraced the devil head, that could have been sick. Right? And there was, there was a couple of these where I'm like, these could easily be A tier if they just change the color palette or do a little bit more with their logo like the ones that like the ones in delete this like there's not really much to say about most of them like other than like detroit like you could have just done like the big d in like white and black lettering and it would have looked sick on that and that would have been better than just writing detroit on it the next tier up but it's very similar to the lettering but it's just the symbol like that the org is already using for their primary uniform but like with slight color variation or like you know a different pattern in the background like seattle it's just the big s of the calgary flames it's just the calgary opportunity to use the anchor they They have the anchor on the shoulder pads they could have done the same thing that florida did with theirs but or they're a creepy troll mascot. 
Yeah. Or Bowie. They, yeah. Um, or Bowie. What, just, is it I, Bowie I, or I, Bowie? I don't know. Just that, throw that thing in the delete this category too. Get him fucking. <laughs> it has an anchor tattooed on its ass too. So it's like, what is happening <laughs> I don't with this? Ever want to see the, every? T- they're promoting the shit out of that thing too, which is what scares me. Like that thing is not an NHL mascot to me. They need to get like a Squidward or something, like a like a humanoid kind of. I was really like, expecting like a Squidbilly thing to be there. Well, that's why most of these jerseys are in here because they're they're not very bold. The Jets logo sucks. The Colorado right. one's very bland. Very the bland. One I wanted to put them in men, not be as harsh, but that's just a, like a slight variation off of what their home jersey looks like. Yeah, it's very and similar. It's just, yeah, all they did was dice up the colors a little bit and split them up. That's all they really did. They could have switched the logo or something and done a little bit more to it, and I would have been more willing to, to bump it up and maybe break in the good category in the color if they were to make like tentacles instead of straight lines for the breaks you know between the stripes if they would make each stripe like tentacles that would have been cool but you know they went very boring so that's why i'm not a fan and then you got the jets which is their old school like you know just the hockey stick is the j just very boring they don't even have a jet picture on here so it's like okay and then yeah it's it's based off the front of it. It's just the the front of it on the on the J. But yeah, it's 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 a boring logo. And then the Canucks went with their AHL jersey. So <laughs> right, <fuck> that <laughs> the Flames they literally just did like a, a misseam crossover at the bottom, and their their color pattern's horrible. They, do they have any uh, German players to really match that color scheme to maybe highlight that? Or like, could they have done something different? Like, I don't believe so. That's where I'm at with those ones. The Canadians jerseys, the Canadians have like bright blue jerseys. And I'm not saying that's not a heritage throwback, but like... It's boring. It's, yeah, it just does not fit the Habs. Like, I don't know. The, I would have the, liked I, their I lumberjack mascot on there. Like that big lumberjack dude, if he was on there front and center, that would have been awesome. That, that's where I'm at with a bunch of these jerseys is they use the wrong logo with a good color scheme. And that's like where, where their mess up was. But the, like some of these jerseys, like people will be like, you're too, being too harsh on them because they're fans of these teams. And like, that could be agreeable. I'm just if I would buy these is how they, I had these set up because there's there's some atrocious jerseys on here for real. So moving up to the uh-huh. meh category, Vegas is the only one that has like the city or the team name written on there that you didn't put in the delete file. So what about Vegas stood out for you? Was it the colors? Was it the breaks? Like what what about this one did you like? Well, it's really clean, and I I give Vegas a break on their jerseys because they they've been around for what like six years, five years. True. They did more with their jersey than they, their normal jerseys than what the Kraken did, at least. So I gave them, like, I couldn't put them in the same tier or else they would have been in horrible, but I couldn't put them in horrible because of that. So you gave them some pity points. <laughs> Basically. Fair. Florida. Fair. The I actually like thing this one. The Florida one. Okay. The reason why it's in meh, and I don't think most people who aren't Florida fans notice this, that's just their shoulder patch. Oh yeah, just like Colorado Sea, that's their soldier patch too. Only, yeah, you know, they took away the mountain from the background of that. But yeah, it's it's kind of lazy. They just grabbed that and moved it over. Yeah, we, we we talked about this extensively because like I debated putting it in good or man, and I think that it's not as good as the stars or the the Oilers one that are also in this category. And I don't think it was good enough to go into B with the the ones that are up there. But if they would have added a panther to this, it's definitely an A. 
because it actually shows more of the the jersey this seems like it's kind of lazy um and if you're a foreigner coming to america trying to to watch a game from europe or wherever the hockey fans are coming from if you saw this jersey for sale and didn't like and you were like let's say that you were at the the hockey shop just somewhere in one of the major cities that has one and you saw this you might not know what team it's for and then get this jersey and like throw like kopitar's name on the back of it or zergris right right and it's a florida jersey so that that that's my qualm with this one if they would have thrown a panther on it or like something about florida on it because this doesn't represent florida alone there's palm trees in hockey in multiple states like oh, yeah absolutely it, it's not exclusive just to florida unfortunately so um you're, it it's either work. florida or california obviously because texas i don't think has too many palm trees but in you wouldn't way. think of that for, for texas either but yeah. moving on to texas we do have the stars now i'm not i'm not entirely uh upset that they did this like they just i like the logo i just think they could have jazzed the jersey up a little bit more it's a little bland it's it's a, they didn't take enough of a risk with it when they could have gone a little harder I I miss the old Stars jerseys back during the Brett Hall days. Like, if they would have had the gold outline with the stars, like, of the actual star, and then with the lettering had, like, gold bordering to the lettering, that would have made it pop, and that would have made it look so much cooler than what we have with this current iteration. So, kind of like with what Vegas did with their lettering? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair that comparison. Good on it. And then, uh... The Oilers actually went with a pretty unique thing. They got, like, an orange oil drop inside of a metal cog, you know, feeling into, like, the whole thing of, like, we're Oilers. This is what we do. So I, I liked that one. I thought that one was pretty cool. That's, like, the very top tier of the meh category. And then uh, what, what are your thoughts yeah. on the Battle of Alberta, like, uniform-wise? Like, you think they definitely uniform-wise? won? Uniform-wise? Uh, I well, yeah, I definitely think that the Oilers won the Battle of Alberta. But even though Connor McDavid plays for the Oilers, I think that that trade actually went down this summer benefited the the Flames as much as it did the Panthers. Like Tuchuk's playing really well for the Panthers. He's way younger and he's going to play there for a long time. Huberto's playing well. Like the Flames have a really good team because they got Kadri as well. So. Their off season, they got they got stacked up. Like they're gonna have a really good team this year, but they have really shitty like first retro jerseys. Right. That's but a team that I don't think that's gonna do so hot this year is the Predators. Oh, but their yeah. jerseys are fire. I I'm gonna have to disagree with that one. Like I just don't like the art style of the Predator head. To me, it just looks like it looks like a fucking Power Ranger. Like you know, one of those. Those mechs they would get into before they turn into like the big mech. It just oh, looks yeah, like a Power yeah, no, Ranger bot. <laughs> but that's why I love it because of the nostalgia factor they went for. Like this whole scheme of jerseys, you got to think: what is my target audience for this? Who's going to buy these jerseys? Who are the ones that are going to spend the money on this? Is it going to be the young kids asking their parents to buy it? Or is it going to be people who are our age who are just like, I remember that when I was a kid. That's sick. I want that in my closet. I couldn't get one of those old ones if I wanted to, but I can get it right now. Hell yeah. Right. right. And that's how they get us. That's how they get us with these jerseys. 
So the reason why the Predators one up here above some of the other ones is because they've had some horrific, horrific uh, jerseys because getting the yellow correct. Oh, it's hard. Is very difficult, and they go for very bright yellow jerseys, as were the Penguins, the like the Blues, the Bruins, who else? The Sabers, um, the Kings. Sometimes the Wild have some some bright yellow yeah. jerseys. Vegas, uh, who else has bright yellow jerseys? There's some other teams that have some alternates that are bright yellow. They don't get that weird mustardy color that the that the, the Preds always do. That's why, like, all right, this one. Yeah, they could have done more. I think it's at the bottom end of good, so I didn't want to put it any higher. Right? No, totally. I I can understand that completely. It's uh, it's definitely like it's not my cup of tea, but I I see where you're getting with that. They they nailed the color. The logo is like it's got nostalgic factors, and it appeals to multiple audiences. So yeah, I could totally see why that one's rated where it's rated. Well, the other thing about it is the NHL logo doesn't look out of place with the crest on the neck. If you look at some of the other jerseys, the NHL logo looks out of place on it. Right. That's actually something I was not looking at because I'm, I'm just so tunnel visioned with what's going on on the chest and then the like the arms. I'm not looking too much higher. So, yeah, you, you're totally right. I wasn't paying attention to that. Yeah. Well, and I'm not basing it on how the stitching is on the back, too. But there's some things that I would look at, like on the Ottawa jersey, the font that they used on the numbers is ridiculous right no, it is it is a like, little different bubble font it's <laughs> like a kid jersey it. outside of the numbers and the weird non linear design for the uh so you're the, telling the, me the, the, the color breakup is, yeah. is is just horrible if yeah. they would have had like more linear breakup on the on the stripes and less less uh less uh red on the on the on the whatchamacall on the on the, on the wrist there and stuff that they, they would have been way better so you're telling me if seattle would have went with that s that. that we all drew in like grade school and middle school you would have been stoked on seattle fuck no <laughs> that would have been a d still <laughs> it would have been a d still so yeah, yeah. Get, getting back to ottawa now if they would know if they would have drawn like eight of them and connected them to a fucking octopus i mean hey then we're talking that would have been sick i like how ottawa's that there's stripe the red stripe on the chest it goes from like like hip area, like hip bone area down to the waistband and then back up through the logo. It's like got this really interesting like zigzag pattern you don't see with too many other unis on here. So yeah, like I yeah, like how Ottawa's different. Like about it. You don't like the stripe. That, that, yeah, that's one of the things I don't like about it, but that's just it's just a difference in taste right there. Um right. it's just something different. Yeah. But like if they would have done something like the next jersey, the Maple Leaf one where it's a little bit more more clean cut and they didn't try and do as much with it i think that the ottawa jersey actually be bumped up to a that's just me though if they end they cleaned up the the font that they use but the toronto jersey this one is almost the least changed while also being something that's changed enough to be a crisp jersey and there's little things that they did with this one that the that the the that the predators also did um, mainly with the cuffing of the wrists and just the slight small color cutups off of the the dark blue for the maple leaves, and they put a giant crest on the maple leaves this time. They made it really big, right? Um, also the shoulder pads. They put like those basic like 
quote unquote padded uh, jersey pads on them that are not actually pads. They're just like colored to look like that. And they also have one of the best uh, net covers on it too. Most of these other ones, they just have very basic net covers, but this one actually has a nice white net cover that actually looks like a compliment to the jersey. It just wasn't an afterthought. Right. I like how they moved away from the super tiny logo in the middle like you see with like the Justin Bieber version of this like you know the black and yellow which was a unique color scheme for the maple leaves but I wasn't a fan of what the leaf looked like on the middle I was kind of hoping that they were going to go back to like old roots like you know the St. Pat's with like the green I thought they were going to do something with that this year but I, I I'm I'm not I'm not opposed to this jersey it's clean it's a nice looking it's a nice looking uniform would I buy it no because I'm not a Maple Leafs guy, but it's it's not bad to look fuck at. Fuck the Maple Leafs, but it's a good jersey. Yeah, I, I, I can't I can't dispute that it's a good jersey, but fuck the Maple Leafs. The next one that I'm I Austin just... Matthews, Arizona 2025. <laughs> the next one that I have a hard time with is uh, Columbus. You put this one at the top of your B ranking, and uh, I gotta know why. I, I don't okay. I don't know why you like this so, one. Okay, so here's the here's the thing that I really like about the Columbus one is that that unique logo that they've had for a long time with the rick nash that that that's like the throwback to the rick nash times and they didn't do anything fantastic with this one like you could say that this one is about as good as the stars one but i like the color scheme with it they had the stars on on the the sleeves and they didn't do anything crazy um with trying to break the colors up but they broke it up enough to where there's actually a breathable jersey. It doesn't have uh, some of the, like just like the plain like here's just one color with like kind of what the Maple Leafs did, just a couple split ups. They actually broke the coloring up on it, and it matches the logo. Some of these other jerseys where they break up the coloring, it's just like what is the like what are you doing with the rest of it? Like this does not match properly. So in the Civil War, which this team pays homage to, every unit had a flag every unit had their own colors and all that other stuff i was really hoping that one of these years columbus was going to honor one of the units one of the like you know one of the regiments that came from ohio like you really lean into the whole thing that they're like about and uh they haven't done that yet yeah they have the ohio flag and they have the cannon that shoots off and they have the guys in the union blues so they pay homage in that respect it's just one year i'm expecting them to go heavy lean into it and um yeah, I was expect I was hoping it was gonna be this year, but not quite. Like it's not a it's not a terrible uniform. It's just one of those things where it's uh I like the colors, I like the way it looks. I was just, you know, hoping for something different. But you know, maybe next year. It would be it would be awesome if they did a winter classic and then they did it against I don't know what team you would put them against, but have like their helmets decorated for like the, the period pieces and then tailor their uniforms to kind of look like that and like make it look like they have belts on them and stuff like they could make it look pretty close to like civil war era uniforms just on hockey right well the atlanta thrashers are no longer a thing so that's gonna go against it i mean maybe they could play the calgary flames you never know (laughs) right right but I mean, uh, there's other teams that they could play in that regard. I mean, they they I mean, yeah, I just don't know who they put against for that. But they they could have a team that they could do it. Like maybe they could have the Flyers, especially in this just, culture. Like who's gonna really, want to raise the mantle of like yeah, we're the Confederate side. Like nobody's gonna want to do that, especially in today's. Yeah, but like maybe they could have like the you know like maybe the Capitals do it because it wasn't really you know true. 
true dc was contested territory so moving up to the would buy thing this is probably one of my favorite ones we've talked about or we're gonna talk about is the islanders i think this is actually my second favorite one i like the gordon's fisherman i don't know i don't know why i love him so much but i think he's cool okay the only reason why this one's as low down on this list as uh as it is is I'll take a look at it, give it a little gander over again, and just 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 take 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 a moment, and maybe you'll come up with the same reason why I have it this low down on the Woodby list. But I, it's again, it's still on the Woodby list. This is a sick jersey. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. And it's one of those things where I, I just like the color scheme too. I think the blue and orange is a very awesome color scheme. There's only two teams in the league who really lean into it: them and the Oilers, which um. I, I wish there was more color variety in the league. Like, I wish there was more purple in the league. I wish there was more browns in the league. Like, there's a lot of colors that just don't really seem to get too much love. And I, I don't know. I just really like the way that this one plays out. The, you know, yeah. the complementary colors. Blue, blue is very blue heavily used. Yellow, blue, yellow, and red, and green. They seem to be very overly used. But the one thing that I feel like if the Islanders jersey had that some other jerseys that are ahead of it have um, that none of them below them have. If you see at the bottom where that orange line is. Yes. You see how underneath the Islanders logo, there's that slight little wave. You take that blue color, you make the bottom of the jersey that blue color and you make the shoulder pads that blue color. That oh. teal blue color. That could be really sad. It's up there for the one of the best jerseys this year with that other than that it's just i would buy this jersey and i am an avid hater of the islanders that was my dad's team and he the reason why he was a fan of them they won is a bunch. I, I didn't realize this until i was older yeah he, he was a teenager when they were winning a bunch so he was a bandwagon fan who was just like yeah i'm an islanders fan even though he's from ontario so i mean born born to love the maple leafs and ended up uh rooting for the islanders so well you know when you win four straight cups that's gonna lead to those situations which uh i didn't become a hawks fan after the penguins stopped winning you know what i'm saying that's true that is very true but i mean would you have respected him more if he was a maple leafs fan yes but you would have hated it at the same time senators fan no, Senators I would have respected him. Kind of why I also hate the Maple Leafs. But a lot of my family, they're all uh, they're all Maple Leafs fans, and they're all Canadians fans. Only me, my brother, and like because we're we're from Western Canada. Only us and a few of our other family members are are non fans of them. Like my my family in Calgary, they're Flames fans, and like my family in Vancouver, they're like Canucks fans, obviously. But other than that, like the rest of my family's all all fucking weird canadians and and toronto fans but it is what it is at least i love hockey the next one on the list the capitals back to the eagle and like that black old little teal ov's og unis i like one-handed ov goal i think these are sick i would put this in the top five category i think that it's clean it's a good representation of the old school uniform and uh yeah, I like this a lot better than their current one with like you know the state capital and all that other shit. Like I, I just I like this one way better. I think they should make okay, this their permanent. I I agree with you on that. There's one reason why it's down here and not higher up. 
And it's a little bit of a Hippocrates here in this situation, but they wrote their name on the jersey, and there's, there's something about writing your name on a reverse retro when you could just use symbolism that I don't like. And this was a, it's not like it's a young team or it's got like a very unique logo where they have to write the name on it. Like everybody who sees that flying eagle that's a hockey fan knows that's the Capitals and they've seen the OV goals. They've seen those rookie goals. Like, oh, fuck. I miss OV's early days. OV's such a treat to watch. I hope he breaks Gretzky's scoring record. Oh, he will. I, I don't see how unless hope he gets so. like I hope he I hope his body holds up that I'm praying yeah. Ovi's body holds up like I'm a huge Crosby fan but fucking I hope I hope Ovi breaks the the goal scoring record. Did you see Kachuk's and I hope uh, boarding that he penalty the, today? One of these jerseys? No, I did not. I'm gonna tag you. Is it bad? Uh, it's bad. And then he starts cross checking the guy when he's on the ground. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and then the Bolts game, I saw that, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, Kachuk is going to fit in very well with the Battle of Florida. So now we're going to lead to yes. my most disappointing uniform. So I like the Sabres. I've always liked the Sabres, and I was a big fan of them when they had the goat heads, quote-unquote. I know It doesn't even look like a fucking goat. I don't know why they call it the goat heads. To me, it always looks like a buffalo. Hey, I made fun of the people who call it a goat head that is a bison or a buffalo i would if you said bison i would not make fun of you it's a buffalo it's a buffalo saber it is not a goat people who think it's a goat head i don't know what visually you're looking at that makes you think goat but that is not a goat i heard somebody say it was a dragon i was like how the fuck do you see a dragon in this (laughs) you might have been setting me up for a dragon these nuts joke but he never got around maybe maybe (laughs) so with this saber's uni it's it's the exact same one from back of the day only slight variations with the sleeves and they changed the colors they went they took away the black and reds and they brought it back to the blue gold and white which you know some people who but love like the sabers like scheme. it i don't it just doesn't do it for okay, me here's what i think they should do okay everywhere except for the logo right keep the logo the exact same everywhere that's navies flip to white ever it's white flip to navy that could have actually been clean. That would have been an interesting thing to right. see. Like, I like right. that they took a shot. I like that they actually tried to do something and didn't just write Buffalo on it. But, I mean, it's just... I wouldn't, and they promised like, to bring back... Last year's Fanatics New Jersey jersey? Yeah. Like, they, they built this up for me, too, because at the beginning of the season, like, way before, like, we've had the puck drop, they were like, we're bringing it back, and they were, like, showing it. And I was like, yeah! No, it's like, like if this was in the black no. and reds, I might have bought it. I may have bought this you, one. You, they have the black and reds as their third jersey this year. Remember, we were talking about which games that they had. Yeah, December twenty third, they're going to be in Tampa, and I'm going to go to the game that they have. Absolutely, twenty second, twenty third, something like that, because they're playing with those jerseys. That, and I want to give a shout out to Buffalo right now. I've been saying this since he got drafted, and people have been saying, "No, he's not generational." Rasmus Dahlin set the so NHL good. record for scoring as a defenseman this season already. For the most goals to start a season, he's already scored four games in a row. Um, and they're going to be good. This kid is not going to be one of the best defensemen ever in the league to ever play. Is out of their fucking mind, and we get to watch him with Kale McCarr at the same time. Right. That's going to be amazing. To, and they don't play in the same division, which means we get to see them both fuck up the league on either side, and they get to both powerhouse it and just see who's actually better. Right. If they played against each other. You never know. So Buffalo losing a major star last year and getting a big deal from Vegas, 
I feel like Buffalo is. I think that they are going to be very strong contenders, especially with with Tuck, Petrangelo, and Rasmus. Like, what major it, star oh. did they lose? They got they got Tuck. What do you mean? I didn't. They didn't lose this major star. You know who they got? Who the Vegas got? Oh, J- Jack Broken Eichel. Yes, I didn't want to say yeah, his the name guy who because can't stay healthy. Yes, because one, he's in my division with my one of my bigger rivals, and it's just like I. Mm, I don't like I don't I don't, I don't like Vegas. It's just like ugh, Vegas. I, I don't hate Jack Eichel. I just like making fun of him for he's a, just a pretentious douche. He kind of comes across like he looks like the dude from uh, <laughs> from Home Alone, the dude from the Sticky Bandits with the oh, curly hair. You're not the first person to say that. You're not the first person to say that. <laughs> I can't unsee it. Uh, I can't unsee it. He yeah, just I, needs I he just needs a dude on his team who's short and bald who looks like the other one, and it'd be perfect. Yeah, in the hat, he'd be he'd be set. Um, the, my only issue with Jack Eichel is how he treated Buffalo as like through the years, like like he was better than the vil- the town, did- like he was better than mm-hmm. the whole place. Yeah, I mean yeah, it's okay to not like a place to go somewhere else because they don't have good food, like Kessel. Like the hot dogs here suck. <laughs> like that's that's okay. But when you just hate the town for no reason, it's like get fucked, Eichel. Yeah, but I mean, speaking of Kessel, the next jerseys that we have are, I hate giving the Bruins props, but these are some sick jerseys. The only thing that I wish would have done is kind of like the same thing with the Sabres is instead of going white, have uh, a yellow background behind the brown bear and then have white trim. Now, the Bruins logo, the way to go. it's kind of hard to see at the scale we're looking at it right now. Because uh, there's a lot of color detail, but like, you know, in this little small JPEG we're looking on this thing, it's hard to make out that that's a bear. But it's actually a pretty cool bear head. I, I'm not a huge Bruins fan, but I, I like this. I think it's a cool jersey. I think it's unique. I like how they're paying homage to their Kodiak symbol. I, I think it's a solid uni. It belongs in A. Would I personally buy it? Yeah. No. <laughs> but it's pretty sick. I mean, I'm not a Bruins fan, but I'd buy that jersey and throw Crosby's name on it. Now we're going to go to the one that I think is the worst, or the second to worst, I should say, in your A tier, <laughs> the Rangers. I just don't do like that. I just don't like the Liberty Head. I just don't like the Statue of Liberty Head. I think it's just boring. I feel like they could have done more with it. Granted, it's a lot better than their current unis that just say Rangers in the shield. I don't know. It's just like, I like the sleeve. I like how it's half red. And then you have the two white breaks and it goes back to the blue. I just, I don't know. It's just underwhelming to me. To me, this would be a B category one. But it's way better than the Minnesota Wilds, which just reads very loud to me. I mean, the reason why the Rangers one is up here is because the Rangers jersey in normal season terms would be in delete this because it just says Rangers on it. So it's basically the Canes, but in blue. So So you're giving them points for stepping out of the box for them. I give them points for using the logo that should be on their jerseys that used to be on their jerseys a long time ago instead of the stupid just saying Rangers. If they had the same color scheme that their jerseys have now, like I'm not saying that the, the, the this jersey's designed is the best. I think this is a really good jersey that I would buy. A right now because you could get like a Panarin name on it and wouldn't look like out of place. And like I think Panarin's one of the best players who's ever been in the league for like the current generation of players. Oh, he's very so, I, mean, good. I wouldn't mind buying one of his jerseys. You, you think but, he's better than Kako? 
Yeah, even <laughs> though Kako is getting a lot better this season, people were disputing how good Kako was, myself included, but he's looking a lot better this season, which sometimes players take a little bit of time to develop, especially oh, yeah. when European players come over and there's a lot expected of them. Sometimes they don't hit right off that. Look at Miko Rantanen. True. True. Very true. Look at him now. Look Rangers are going to be scary. Crazy. I mean, they were scary last year. They made the playoffs, and they had a they had a potential to get to the Cup final, and it just didn't happen for them. So yeah, they're they're going to be a contender, okay. and they're going to be a scary. They literally team. should not have got out of the. Hold on, hold on. They shouldn't have got out of the first round. They were playing the playing the Penguins third uh, third string goalie, and they were losing Game Seven by two goals, and fucking Louis Domingue shit the bed. So right, they had no business being out of the first round. They were lucky to make the playoffs. I don't think the the Rangers were the biggest pretenders of last season. I think that they're going to regress and be about a 90-point team this year. Fair, fair. So, moving over to the Wild. Lights out. This okay. Wild Uni, it's just all... I, I don't know why it's in your A tier. Like, the white, yellow, the green. I usually like these colors together, but just the way that it's presented here, I just... I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. It's just it's just very loud to me. This uniform because it's the North Stars that are wild. True. It is cool that they're paying homage to the North Stars, but I, why not just put the North Star logo on there? Why not just full go full? I don't know. I still think that it's a good jersey. I, I see. I see your argument for it, but. I, I think it would I'm have been a really cool. big fan of their logo that they have currently, which is this oh, one. Just the bear head with the trees the and the, the little river with the mouth yeah. it's, and the shooting star for the eye. It's super busy, but it's so cool. Like, I like the wild. I like the way their unis look. It's just this particular one. The color scheme for me is off. And I kind of and like, you know, they're using the same logo that they're currently playing with. That's why I think it would have been cool if they would have made this a black uni North Star green star and then have these yellow breaks i think that would have been sick i just feel like they didn't do enough like for me this wouldn't be a delete this wouldn't be a horrible this wouldn't be a man this would be a b category for me but you know we all have our different yeah takes. i mean I, I could agree with that like i just i just i'm really fond of the logo and i look past some of the the flaws that other people would probably not look at for the jersey but like like i said when i was making this this is like biased of what i would actually spend my money on for jerseys absolutely but like if but would I buy a wild jersey? Like, probably not. But, like, if I was going to buy this season's, like, reverse retro, and th- this is the order I'd buy them in. Uh, but the if you saw one, somebody with them, you wouldn't be like, ugh. Dude, the next one gives me, like, heart palpitations as a Sharks fan because I'm not supposed to like this one. And I fucking love the this Anaheim one. Ducks? I love oh, their color yeah, scheme here. I think it's the sick. Disney movie. I hate the, the Disney Ducks, movie. So. The Disney movie was not my favorite. Flocks die of uh, ducks fly together. Show? Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they haven't show? made that a Netflix yeah, animated show. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, know what you're talking we about? To, we need to make another one with the yeah on Disney Plus. Though they're probably going to because Karate Kid's um, taking off. I could totally see them having a Mighty Ducks like show on there. That'd be sick. I definitely, I definitely watch the Mighty Ducks show. But the only thing that I don't like about this jersey is there's no teal or purple in it. I would have liked it if so they would have embraced just... those old school colors too. Yeah. Other than that, I think that it's one of the better jerseys that that came out this year that was on like the lander side. They, it's not a busy jersey. There's some non geometric shapes with the the 
the the wrist uh, color coloration with going across the the waistline, but it's broken up nicely, and it's not just one solid color, right? Which some of the other jerseys basically are. It's very it's very white, but their jersey emblem takes up a lot of the chest piece. The name and the numbers on the back take up enough of it, so it's broken up. Their nicely. use of orange is very good. But, most orange jerseys in the league aren't good. Exactly. So that's why this and is so effective because they used it well. Right. Exactly. And it feels like they, they well, less they is more. Shade. They branded the right one. Right. Yeah, exactly. You have enough in there to sh- it's a kind of like the Oilers jersey. Like they could have put more in the Oilers jersey, but less is more with it kind of. Right. Just like but, the Predators, I mean, it's hard to get that shade right. Because it took mm-hmm. them a while to like you were and, saying to get it the, perfect. The, yeah, there's been some like you've seen some of the Vegas jerseys. Yeah, 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 yeah I know <laughs> what you mean. Glittery ones. Oh my god. Yeah. But the next jerseys that we have are the Flyers ones and I love when you don't fuck up an old logo that is just supreme. Right. There's there's three logos in the league where I don't think you should ever fuck with unless you have something very creative. The Flyers, the Bruins, and the Red Wings. The Red Wings have the most iconic jersey in the entire league. Taking their logo away and not doing something besides like writing their name on there, which is very dumb. Which is what they did. Coming up with something super creative is just... uh, The wing wheel is just iconic. it's yeah and it, there's things that you can do with it like putting it on the motorcycle because it's the motor city and people don't actually see what exactly it is but they just know that they like what it looks like because it's got the wings on it right and it didn't and hurt just, that, that when they were doing that up. they were juggernauts the russian red line remember that like they had the oh, narrative yeah, they had the colors yeah, they, in the 90s. Oh, they were scary dude detroit like any team that wanted the cup had to go through Detroit. Detroit was everything. Detroit was Detroit now. hockey town. Well, have you seen their third line now? I have not paid much attention to Detroit this year. Do they have an okay. all-Russian line? The Detroit's... Uh, no, it's. I think they're all European, but uh, they're. that's the biggest line hockey's ever had. Their average height is 6'6", six, six, and weight is 230. My God, so they have a whole average. line of charas. There's... there's Yes, and they destroy people, and they've got soft hands. So you're telling they me can score they can hit from it's just like that movie? They have the Sullivan <laughs> brothers putting on the foil, coach. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Jesus and uh, dude, yeah, Detroit's got a nasty third line. It's basically like reminds you like what the Broad, broad Street Bullies wanted to produce. And like it's why I have the Flyers jersey rated so high because they didn't mess up a good thing. Yes, could they have added more to this jersey to make it better? Of course, but they didn't fuck it up, and that's what I actually enjoy about this jersey is they it's a throwback. It's something that's super simple, which is highly representative of Philly's working class. Like they're they're the main group of people that work that live there is their their working class population. The the one that really the team this is highly representative of something that they could afford back in the time when the flyers became a team and that was a very you know like not a very well-off city back when they were making the team true philly today totally different story that shit's that shit's been busting ever since but this jersey it, it represents a time when they were one of the original expansion when they were broad in, and it's it's 
when yeah, I see this, I think benches clearing match. brawls. I think yeah, oh, just I think everything from old old after the game, and they get a new one. <laughs> see, it was so funny when Chris Pronger went from the Ducks to the Flyers because for me, Chris Pronger always felt like he belonged on the Flyers. <laughs> Just like it was the match made in heaven when he went to them. I was like, he should have been there the whole fucking time. It's like Truba going to the Rangers. Right. Right. He's home. The prodigal son is finally home. So going to your Basically. going to your uh your your neck of the woods, the next one on the list is the Tampa Bay Lightning. So this one is a little it's just like uh the Bruins. It's a little hard it's to see busy. the pattern on this very small JPEG, but there's a lot going on and well, it's it's well done. Yeah, it's well done, but if you look at it, um, I, I sent you another another link. It should have the the tier list on it. Maybe it's not not my tier list, but it has all the logos on it for you. I, I forgot to send that one earlier. Um, it's got the waves at the bottom, cutting up the bottom of the jersey with a dark color. You have what looks like a storm in the background with a lightning bolt coming through it. And then the team names on it. The shoulders are grayed out, so it looks like you have a gray sky that's like kind of cloudy. Raindrops dropping through it. Right. A black background for the distance with lightning bolts coming down. It's probably one of the most accurate representations of a jersey that not only if you took the name out of it, you know exactly what this jersey's for. Right. And I Especially love how they fan. they went for it. They actually like, hey, we're gonna do a lot. Fuck it, because like some teams, like like we were saying, with like the Chicago, the Detroit's, the fucking Sharks, the Canes. Like you compare their jersey to this one, you're like, yeah, these guys fucking went for it, and they deserve Hell being yeah. for it. I mean, the one thing that I really, really, really enjoy. They didn't use a bunch of pop colors to draw attention to it. They made it a statement by combining what's just, in essence, what the lightning do. They clap the shit out of people, right? and they drown them. Which is their the play lightning style. They've been the best team in the league for the last two, three seasons. Yeah, the Avalanche won the Cup last year, but Tampa's been the best team. Consistency-wise. Damn near unstoppable, Yeah. They've been, and not even just for the last few years, they've been a really good team for like the last decade. Like they've been up there, like, yeah, they've had a couple down seasons, but they've been one of the more consistent teams, like the Blues, the Penguins, um, who has been super consistent. Right. So um, speaking of Colorado, did Rangers you see the ring Capitals. with that box with the unveiling when they like lifted the box? Yeah, that that's so sick. <laughs> they must have spent a lot of money Dude, on those I was boxes. Just like, Holy. That's like I next saw level. when Kadri got his because he got his a little bit later, and his face when he got it was just like, did "Oh he my cry? god, this is mine!" Like he was like a, ch- I, I think he did. I didn't watch like a long video for it. It was like a ten second video. So I was just like, "Oh my god, this is amazing." The, uh, the, the reason why I was so happy when Colorado won the cup, I could have been like, "Man, fuck it, you fucking Tampa didn't get the three peat like the team that lives next week didn't get the three peat man like." Like whatever, but like I was really happy for Kadri because the Muslim community actually got a representative, and then to see how big it was for the community to actually like celebrate with him right. was really good because like hockey. Oh, he caught some shit in the playoffs. Inclusive. People were saying racist shit about yeah. him, so it was cool to see him raise the cup as a fuck you to those guys. Yeah, like, and that's the best thing that he could do is just give people the big fuck you. And like, he's still on good terms with his team, the teammates from Colorado and shit. But like, now he's on Calgary. It's really nice. 
Well, yeah, he's in Calgary now, but he's his teammates from Colorado. He's still on good terms with them, and like they're they were like happy that he could do that too. But it was really nice just seeing like the impact that it had. Because think about how many kids are going to grow up seeing him win like twenty years from now. Oh yeah, they're going to be inspired. Maybe even like fifteen years from now, we'll have him exactly. Or how many kids are like starting to rollerblade because they saw somebody who looks like them raise the cup. Exactly. It just grows the sport I mean, and makes the sport better. Like it, a hockey night really in good. India that what Canada was doing with like, you know, filming things in India. Yeah. And you had this huge hockey population of people who love the sport in a place where, you know, there is no ice and there is no hockey. So it's cool how things well, like that can grow the, the sport. Nick Benino goal. Oh yeah. But nobody in two thousand sixteen. Every yeah, time I hear that name. One of the most iconic things. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's one of the most iconic goals I've ever heard called in my life. Like that, that was an amazing goal call. See, that, I love it yeah. when they get those soccer announcers into a Hako. and now they now they do it all the time when he scores. But like that's just what when Bones puts one in, you're gonna hear it. <laughs> Who does he play for this season? Is he on? Uh, Let's look. Who's he playing for now? I. Uh, I, oh, I haven't no. really. Been... He's playing in the league. Is he in Ottawa? I think he's in Ottawa. I want to say he is in Ottawa. Is he, or he might be still a shark? I don't know. I haven't really been paying much attention to this season. No, he's not a shark. I think he's in Ottawa now. But either way, we can move on to the next year. We don't say stuff. Oh, no. Benito, 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 Benito. Is he still? Yeah, he's still a shark. Poor guy. I feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah, I do well, too. I feel uh, bad for the sharks. One of the jerseys that you should probably hate to love then is this Kings jersey because this <sighs> is... this is my favorite one, and I hate that it's my favorite one. <laughs> it's like a Lakers colors throwback with a giant king crown on it. It's got a white center on it. The it's only clean. thing that I would change it's beautiful. It that I said is I would encrust it with like a I, around the crown. I put like maybe the 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 black uh line around it purple chest white arms well Just i mean the purple and the white around for it oh that would be do you remember their jersey. alternates or it, it would be up from you remember yeah. their alternates the burger king from 1996 that horrible jersey yeah, yeah those were atrocious <laughs> those were about as atrocious as the old batman movies that had george clooney in them it's like I look at that. I'm looking at it right now, and it just makes me cringe. And then looking at this is just like, oh my god, the gold, the purple, the royal purple, the gold, the white. It's just, it's a color scheme you don't see in hockey, and it works really, really well. Not I'm surprised. Not. There's, you don't like gold and purple? No, 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 no. It works very well. I'm saying not at all. You don't see it in hockey. Oh yeah, I thought you were saying not at all. It didn't work. It was like I've never seen no, this color combination I, I, anywhere I, else. It's, it's my fourth one. What do you mean? <laughs> I think yeah, this is this is a very good jersey, dude. Like uh, I, sick. I might this one this year. If they were like, to, I might do it. Add another expansion team to the league. I would love to see a purple team in the league because it's just a color that's not representative, and it would immediately make them unique and you know cool right off the bat. So moving on to our next okay, so one, we're adding two teams. Uh, hold go on, ahead. before we go to the next one, if we were going to add a team to the league, would we not have to plan to add two? <laughs> we would. They would. It's just uh, you know how it goes. So you'd have to add one, one and then they wait a few years. Yeah, um, preferably, but uh, they might put no, one they, in the middle. They've done America. double expansions before. True, they have. They they've done they've done expansions where they brought in four teams, six teams, like. It's not unheard of. It's more costly to do nowadays, so it's unlikely that you're going to have two owners that want to buy a team. But honestly, I think that if another team gets put in the West, 
it's either going to be down in Houston or somewhere in like maybe like in between Saskatoon and Regina and South Saskatoon so that they could use both populations like, to fill that team because that's where like mostly you could fill it with a few million people. One more Canadian um, team or at least a team that's close to the Canadian border. Like if they were to put one in North Dakota or something that's close to the border, which you could have, City. that would be a good one too. But you know, uh, <laughs> Utah yeah. is the beehive state is not a big fan of alcohol consumption. So, I don't know how they would feel no, they about be a fan of sports. Yeah, they, I don't know how they would feel about a hockey team, even though it is one of the prime destinations for winter sports. Like a lot of guys who do X Games, a lot of guys who do Winter Olympics, they go there for that kind of stuff. So having an ice hockey team in that area is not a bad play. Um, I mean, they could do a lot with it. It would be cool to see more representation in Canada because, uh, yeah, it's always good when you get more countries involved. It's too bad Mexico's not into the sport as much as uh, other countries because that would be cool to have a team down there so you can make it more of a North American thing but yeah, no dice at the moment a team in Alaska that would be cool <laughs> but that would be a lot of travel for travel it would be yeah, pretty be travel. people would be pissed yeah but it is what it is exactly but the next jersey that we have is the Penguins Robo jersey and honestly this was a toss up with the other two jerseys that we got remaining for being the best one I wasn't going to homer it and make it the best even though I easily could have because this jersey is absolutely clean there is maybe a couple minor things wrong with it but the color scheme's nice they got the yellow to match very well with the emblem the neck piece is cleaned up. It's split between two different colors. The NHL logo matches with the jersey very well. The Robo Pigeon does not look out of place. And yes, it looks like a Robo Pigeon. Robo Pigeon <laughs> attack. Yeah. I like the it. Penguins current jerseys are fire, but these throwback ones. Oh, talking about iconic logos. He's back because he's the owner. You got the you got the Detroit winged wheel. You got the Flyers. This is also an iconic logo. This is one of those logos that is just like when you think hockey. This is definitely one of the first logos that comes to mind. It's iconic. It's been around forever. So it's cool to see that they're paying homage to it. They're doing little things with the uniform. So, yeah, it, it works as a retro. It's clean. Would I spend that much money on it? Probably not because I'm not a Penguins fan. But for someone who is a Penguins fan, oh, I could totally see the purchase being made. Oh, uh, 100%. I think that these jerseys up pretty quickly. And there's going to be a lot of Malkin, Latang, and Crosby jerseys because there's not a lot of years left with those boys. This is true. <laughs> this is their last dance, potentially. No, 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 no. They, they're all signed for the next, like, five, six years. So they're good. And they've got Russ, Gensel, Raquel, Zucker. They've got POJ, who's coming up really good. they got Ty Smith. They like The Penguins are actually set for the next, like, five, six years to, like, be cup contenders. Are Malkin and Crosby going to be the point-per-game players that uh, dominate game in, game out? Maybe not, but they're still going to be a playoff team that is highly threatening in the playoffs and you're going to have Getzel rust and some of the other guys who are still younger, take bigger roles, scoring more points and being more effective. So, I mean, they're going to transition and be more of a, a non-superstar team and be more of a collective group of players. They're kind of going to be like Vegas in a couple of years, but I mean, they've got five solid years left of playing, I think. And I think Latang will backdive on the last two years of his contract and just LTIR it kind of like what Shea Weber is doing right now. But 
it is what it is that he's getting paid and deservedly so. Right. But the next jerseys that we have, uh, I I want to say are the best. Um, it's a big toss up. It, it if the if the these ones weren't designed to be like the very very original very first jerseys like the ones that did get best. I think that this one encapsulates what a retro and is reversed from what their complete outlook on their jersey is right now. The emblem is the the reverse robot cochina is is probably the best logo in Oh, it's so specific. I love the Cochina uniform with the but, with the coyote with the full body and the hockey stick and the colors. It's so unique because they have like a really interesting like purple. They have a really interesting like green blue depending on how you see color and like the patterns on that yep. Cochina are so cool. So for this one, it's like I love how they took the head. The orange, I'm not a big fan of, but I get it. They're Phoenix. Like all the other teams in that area, like the Suns play into that color scheme too. The Cardinals, not so much football. They do have the reds. So like I understand the coloring. The I understand the head. Yeah, they're really. red. But I, I just mm, I, I this one is like it's it's good. Don't get me wrong, it belongs in A tier, but I I feel like they missed an opportunity with those original colors on that Cochina uniform. Mm-hmm. Yes and no. The one thing that I really think they could have done was not use as much of the orange and broke up the top if they were breaking up the bottom. Because at the bottom, the color scheme, you might not be able to see it as clearly on your end. But they do have the cactuses. They do have the dark desert background. And the top of the jerseys, I do think that they What I would do is maybe take the top half, shoulder pads-wise, kind of like what the Penguins did, and brown those out to kind of cut it up more. And then where the numbers are, maybe do like a dash across the top there and maybe... I don't know, cut it up with like a dark purple or something or like a green pattern, like maybe have like the whole like Kachino pads, uh, Kachino pads, breaking it up from the old Fox logo. Like you were saying, there's, there's things that they could have done. They could have maybe done the full body Fox on it and had it take up more of the Jersey. But I think that this one overall for being a big statement, orange Jersey, they kind of nailed it. Like there, there's things that they could have done that made it go drastically wrong, but I think that the color scheme overall for this one it was done very, very well. And I mean, maybe in the full uniform it looks like total shit, but I mean, at least on paper it looks really nice. Right. It's gonna be interesting to see when it's like you know on the ice because that's another thing that we that was an interesting way to bring it up. Like, yeah, some of these look great on paper, but I don't know how they're gonna look on the ice and play. Like the wild jersey might look great with the white backdrop. Like when the rush, the colors on some of these may look better on the ice. The bubble lettering may look worse on the ice or better depending on the union question. So yeah, this is all subjective. So for anyone listening who's just like, oh, you guys are full of shit, because you know hindsight's twenty twenty, some of these may look way better like in play. But this is this whole point of view for these jerseys is like, would a fan buy them? Not are these going to be the best looking jerseys for the for the uniforms? Because this is would a fan buy these? Because that's really what it is. Like, are is it the because the, the the thought point that I have for it is, I'm not buying a helmet. I'm not buying the fucking skates. I'm not buying the pants and the socks and everything. I'm not having the gloves and everything matching up. I'm not getting the, all the equipment so that I can have the whole uniform. If I'm a fan, I'm getting the jersey and like maybe the hat, right? Right. So totally. that's why the tier list is the way it is because it's what a fan is going to end up buying, not 
what the team looks like because there's some teams like teams that would look way better for basing it on the whole look like the Canadians would look better the Panthers would probably look better than the Stars the Oilers the Devils <sighs> like there's there's teams that would look better and be higher up in the rankings if we're t- talking about the whole outfit look for the uniform but this is just the jerseys for the fans and that's why they're the reverse retro jerseys not the reverse uniforms true true and which, which is going to bring us to us on the, our final Brrr, drum roll please final jersey. <laughs> we're rolling into the St. Louis Blues I get why you put it up there because when I think St. Louis Blues I think little yellow accents the iconic music note and the blue and on this one they went with a yellow primary the blue is not the standard blue at least it doesn't look like the standard blue from the normal uniform it looks like more of a powdery blue and i like the weird sleeve transition like they have two breaks and then they have a third one where it's like a quarter sleeve of just blue which is very unique very different and you see those two breaks on the uniform throughout, and then it says St. Louis and Blues, and interesting little middle section. So uh, it's an interesting uni. It's it's cool to look at. I'm curious what it's going to look like on the ice, and it looks like the exact same yellow as the Predators. Yeah, it's it's a fair, fairly close to the Predators yellow, exact same. They might be might be a little bit off, but yeah, they're they're very close. But I I don't know if you noticed. If you look at a lot of the jerseys that were rated highly, that the, the the sleeve cutoff is very similar to a lot of them. There, I mean, there's ones that were lower that didn't make it, obviously, but a lot of the sleeve cutoff ones where they have the color pattern matched very elegantly, I'd say, like the Blues, the Penguins, Coyotes, uh, the Ducks have it, the, who else has it, the Sabres, the Bruins, hell, even the Maple Leafs did it very tastefully, the Predators, like those jerseys stick out because of how they do things like that and it's it's just those unique little things like the shoulder pads are very detailed the neckline it's got two colors the nhl logo doesn't look at a plan this jersey the the blue note being juxtaposed against the name of the city being plastered over it it just looks really good it doesn't look like it's out of place they could have uh put the put the note in between the St. Louis symbol and angled it differently and it wouldn't have looked as well the way that they did it was perfect but the one thing that I wish that they would have done was just had just a little bit more blue and a little bit less yellow but the contrast is what makes this jersey pop the most and why it's the best one and I think in the long run will a look probably one as one of the best jerseys that fans are going to buy it'll be probably one of the highest sold maybe not so much because i mean the maple leaf success but outside of that market it'll probably be one of the most popular ones that you're going to see at games and stuff and it's probably going to be the one of the best looking uniforms because you can see the attention to detail that they already have for the jersey you know they're going to take for the rest of the uniform they're not going to be lazy about it like some of these other teams like tampa's going to look really good with their uniforms same with the coyotes so that concludes our reverse retros. So now we're going to go into some uh, spicy takes for the season. So, Toasted Flowers, do the Buffalo Sabres make the playoffs this year? Yes. Do the Buffalo Sabres advance to the second round? 
Fuck no. They get bounced by the Penguins or someone in the first round. They got to pay their dues, but they're a young team with growing pains that's going to do very well. Um, I don't know who misses. Maybe it's the Capitals. The Capitals, I think, might have a down year this year. Um, I mean, they're getting old. Ovi's still going to score a ton of goals, but is that going to be enough in today's league where, I mean, look at how many goals some teams are scoring on average. It's kind of insane already how... How many goals some teams are scoring? Like, and I'm not saying that this is indicative of anything of the future. This is four games in, but the Penguins are already a plus twelve differential. Sure, they're they're going to lose some more games. They're three zero and one, so they've only lost an OT. But absolutely, they've scored twenty goals in four games. It's impressive. That's huge. And they've played horribly in three of them. <laughs> so, and I'm. And they don't like have a standard loss on the books. They're only losses in OT. Right. So they've been in everything, like even the when they Bruins played like. They scored 23 goals in five games. Right. Like, there's some crazy high scoring games. Like, Los Angeles has scored, okay, 21 goals in six games isn't as impressive. But there's like, there's some high high scoring teams in the league right now. And it's crazy. In just a few games, some of these teams are scoring how many goals with like double digit goal differentials already just in a few games. Like, yeah, it's going to sway back and forth because other teams are going to score. But like even a bad team like Philly, that's projected to be in the Connor Bedard uh, standings is already three and one and has 14 goals. Like, (laughs) so 14 goals in four games is impressive for most teams because they're scoring over three per game that, right. that that that's good so that's what you like to see do the islanders miss again because that was one of those yeah. things where they were a solid team previous to last year and then they made a push but they just fell short so you think they're gonna miss again yeah their goaltending's changed like people want to say that they're the same team but there there's things about them that are different that you know they're not the same. Have people gotten better? Is Noah Dob- or yeah, Dobson's there. Pellick's still good. Barzell's still good. But there's there's things about that team that you know they've got guys who are older still playing on that team, like Paul Mary, guys guys of that nature. And are they going to be able to keep up with the speed in this league? Like Pittsburgh played the Kings the other night. Yeah, they won six one, but that's because Tristan Jari played out of his mind like he was Jonathan fucking Quick from two thousand and twelve. Right. It's like the Kings were flying up and down the ice. They're young. They're fast. They were basically outworking the Penguins. And the Penguins just basically knew how to lock down on a young team and score when they needed to score and use the opportunities that they had to outplay them. Like they have 20 goals in four games for a reason because they have three of the best players that have ever played the game on their team right now. Is the Tang maybe one of the best defensemen ever? Maybe not, but he's in the top 100 for sure, and it's crazy to have three just, like, amazing players on your team because Malkin and Crosby are, like, Crosby's definitely going to go down, like, top 10 player ever to play the game. Malkin's in the top 50 for sure. So, I mean, it's just crazy to see what those guys can do on the ice to a young team that can outwork them, and they're just like, yeah, the get wrecked. Right. And you have like big Jeff Carter on the team too. Another old guy who's been there, done that, was on the 2012 LA team. Hello. And, you know, knows how to play the game to a point where it's like he can use his big body and play positionally well versus teams and not be a, a burden. And it's going to be interesting to see how an old team like the Penguins fares this season versus, you know, young teams like the Rangers, Carolina, and like some teams like New Jersey. New Jersey is still going to miss the playoffs, but they're in that growing pains phase like Buffalo was. But, 
I think Buffalo has more of a advantageous position because some of their forwards are a little older than the right. New Jersey kids, and Hughes is still. I think Vegas really bitch. really shot themselves in the foot with that deal. They gave so many solid forwards and weapons to Buffalo, and Buffalo, if they can keep Dolan healthy. If they can get good leadership from Tuck, Tuck, Petrangelo, those guys, if they can draft well, Buffalo will be scary in the years to come. Like, Buffalo is going to be a squeaker team. I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they may even get past the first round, but I don't see them winning the cup. It'd be no, super amazing. Contender yet. They don't they don't have the goaltending to do, so that's that's the issue. Right. Um, well, they got rid of uh, Aaron I mean, Dell. So, uh, who's their main net- netminder right now with Buffalo Sabres? Let's, let's pull that up. Oh. Uh, Corey Anderson. Okay. Yeah. I, okay, here, not, here's the issue. The like, I'm not saying Tuck's a bad player at all. Um, but was good with Vegas. Krebs, yeah, it, what, is Peyton Krebs, like, is he really, like, that great of a player? Like, we can go look at what he's done so far in four years in the NHL, and he's put up 24 points in 65 games, but he's at minus 25. Right. Kind of seems like he's a liability player that can only really get power play points in, you know. Fair. No, that's, help that's out completely in that capacity. Fair. So, he had 10 power play points in a season where he got 22 points in total and played 48 games and shot with a 15% shooting percentage on 46 shots. So, I mean... I'm not saying that he might not have a decent shot and has things to learn and might might work out into a decent goal scorer, but I think that this kid's potential is probably like a third line grinder who like can chip in maybe twenty a season on his best seasons. But Alex Tuck, like he's twenty six, so he's a little bit older than Eichel, right? So his best years might be behind him, but he's having some really good seasons so far in Buffalo. And he got traded. He had 33 points in 55 games. He followed up with 38 and 50, so he's getting better. Right. He had to play tougher competition, so his plus minus went down. But his shooting percentage also dropped. But he still put up more points. He's going to be a good over- figurehead for the team, though. He's going to be a good leadership guy. He's going to be a good dude to have in your locker room. So even if he gets to that point where he's not producing as much, but we've seen that he's been improving, he's going to be a positive input on guys like Rasmus, who are just new to the league. Yes, but the we look at what the traded player was for, right? You got Jack Eichel who can be a point-per-game player. I always say no matter what happens in a trade, whoever gets the best player wins the trade overall. So you look at it, how does Jack Eichel right now? He's the, Him and Tuck are like relatively the same age. I think Eichel's like a year or two younger maybe. But Eichel overall is a proven scorer. He has the proven playability. He doesn't need to come in and be a leader on a team that has guys that can be a leader. He can be the kid who just goes in and scores and he's the, you know, the, the phlegm kid on the team and just goes and does all the flashy shit to get the, the team to the W. Right. But not have the pressure of like being the captain and doing all that. There's guys that are on the team that can take that from Vegas. Buffalo, they force that on him. They're like, you're Connor McDavid's nemesis. You have to be Connor McDavid's nemesis. Right, and be the C all at once. (laughs) And no, we won't let you get the surgery you want. (laughs) Yeah, fuck the surgery. That's another thing. Like Buffalo, I uh, I'm glad that 
everybody in that situation got replaced and removed and the, it was like that start fresh everybody's gone that's removed management switched them out players gone everybody's happy everybody moves on the clean break from the situation it's that drug on for too long i feel bad for jack eichel in the situation and the sabers as a as a fan base because like it did not reflect well on that them. you struggled for for years yeah right? i mean and then you squandered it because it, your management team decided to have a pissing contest over said player's chosen method of surgery yeah yeah it's it's just a sad situation that ended up happening but you know I think I think the the Golden Knights ended up winning the trade overall. Um, having to ditch Pacioretty though was kind of in essence all I also include with this trade because of it. The contract kind of facilitated he needed to go as well. So I mean, right. when you look at it as Petrangelo, Tuck, and Peyton Krebs, plus they gave up the first round pick in twenty twenty two for. And Reeves went to the Rangers, so, so Vegas lost a lot of their uh, their core of who they were. And then you know Flower left oh, too. Yeah. Ryan Ryan Reeves. I mean, yeah, but that they did Flower dirty, and it's just disrespectful. That's why Vegas he was the like, face of their franchise too. He was like he was their guy, yeah. and yeah, I, I did not yeah. like how he left. And that that brings up the yeah. whole thing with his replacement and his replacement's issues with the league and claiming certain people were forcing drugs down his throat to make him play and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other like ball of wax that you know we don't have to necessarily go down. So moving over yeah, to let's skip that <laughs> best improved team from last year. I know it's early in the season, but the Kraken they just took out the, the they just beat the Avs. They just beat the Avs in regulation. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Twenty games into the season is when they turn it on. They're they're out. Landeskog's out for twelve weeks. They have cup hangover. They had a long uh, off season. You saw how much drinking happened. Uh, oh yeah, Seattle's still a minus five. Colorado's a plus two, and they have the same uh, the same record of percentage on wins. So I'm not I'm not negging Seattle at all. They're they're a very up and coming team. They have a bunch of players that I really like. Um mainly I'm pretty sure they have Borgrand now. Yeah, they do. They have I always picked in NHL two thousand fourteen on my junior team and he's actually got four points right now, a goal and three assists. So he's probably gonna be playing with Maddie Berniers or Jared McCann. And honestly I was sad to see Jared McCann go from the Penguins. They did some stupid shit for the the whole offline or the the off season, I was very, very unimpressed with what they did, and ended up getting rid of Jared McCann, who I thought was a player who maybe he's uh, a defensive liability, but is is a very good scorer and has a very good shot. But he's doing well in Seattle, just like Jaden Schwartz is. Bierkowski is a new signing there, so they've got a very good foundation for their team. And you know they got Shane Wright and Maddie B on their team, and. No, they don't have the strongest defense core yet, but they've got some good young centers and defensemen take a little bit longer to progress. So who knows? Maybe they've drafted their next first overall or their first uh, first pairing defense and we just haven't seen them yet. They're going so, a, a kind of interesting take with their captaincy. They have four alternatives, but nobody wearing the C. You know, it's one of those things where I guess they're just waiting to see like who's going to emerge as the captain. So 
It's it's interesting Ooh. to see these teams that are new. Like it's definitely a very far fly from what Vegas was like when they were expansion because they kind of caught lightning in a bottle and they had every chance in the world to win the cup and it just didn't happen for them. This one seems like it's gonna be a okay. more of a slow build. Well, yes and no. Look at the prestigious um, Montreal Canadiens. They didn't have a captain for a few years and were running just alternates. Maybe, I think it was maybe two or like even just one. Um, because Shea Weber was injured on LTIR, you can't give Carey Price the captaincy. They weren't going to make Gallagher the captain. And Nick Suzuki's come in, and he's been a really good player. He's like very well-mannered, quiet, soft-spoken. Kind of reminds me of Crosby in some ways, and just goes out and plays the game and doesn't bitch, moan, and complain like a lot of players do in the league. And they slap the C on him. Just like, maybe he's too young. Maybe he's not ready for it, but he's been... He's been lights out so far, and he had a sick penalty shot the other night. I don't know if you saw it. He deked the goalie on, just gave it a little flip right over the glove, and was just like, "God, that is that was such a smooth buttery goal. That was a butter buttery goal." And you know, they didn't the they didn't have a captain for a while, but they have a young kid who they let mature, let grow up, and you know that maybe deal with some of the bullshit that he needed deal with the kid that everybody goes through at that age when they're figuring stuff out to be an adult he's thrust into the limelight he's making tons of money new opportunities are coming at him new and he's people. not getting everybody in trouble be around him because usually you'll see people and, who are young like that and they get thrown all that money sometimes bad things happen like you see sometimes happen in the nfl or sometimes the nba like people make terrible mistakes so yeah. it's cool that he's not going down that pathway and he's using it as, he's approaching it from a more mature angle for somebody his age yeah, I completely agree. And I think with Seattle, I think they're probably looking at Matty Bernier's as like, okay, he's a young kid. He's probably going to be our future captain. I mean, he's a big guy. He's 6'2". He, I mean, he's only 19, right? I mean, he, he didn't stay in up in Seattle for long last season, but he put up nine points in 10 games. Like, no point in keeping him up there if you, you don't need him up there to give him more ice time, let him go back down and get way more ice time and have it have a good time down in the in the juniors or back, back in the age. I'll forget where he played last season, but he's he's doing well this season just be damned that's not always someone player but he's he's playing well this season so far and i think by the time he's 21 22 he'll end up being the captain um because i don't think they've had a captain so far and i think that they want to slap the captain on somebody that somebody that they've drafted and is going to be a star player for years that's going to be committed to the team so I think probably Matty B is the most appropriate for it. I don't think they're going to give Shane Wright the captaincy. I mean, I'm saying he's a douchebag. There's a reason why he was supposed to go first overall and ended up going fourth. So, um, yeah, I don't know if Shane Wright is captain material. or I don't know if they have a defenseman they want to give it to who's somebody who's young because I think that they want to give it to a player that they've, that they've drafted. And I think Matty B is probably the the likely candidate for that. I mean, he's probably their, their leader in the locker room right now already. And he's only 19. Like, yeah, there's some older guys that are maybe leading the way, but he, as far as hockey knowledge is concerned and play wise, he's probably leading the offensive drive in that locker room. So right. it'll be interesting to see how Seattle turns out. But as far as my most improved team this season, as you asked, um, People might think this is a hot take, but I think Ottawa ends up making the playoffs. 
that would be interesting to see. We haven't seen Ottawa in the playoffs since like what was it, early two thousands, late nineties? It's been a minute. Oh, no, no, no. They made it in like no, no, no. They they played the Penguins the year that the Penguins won the cup. They oh, they and they lost the first round that year. Oh, they made it to the final. I don't remember. The, when the Penguins made the finals, yeah, they played Ottawa in the in the Eastern Conference final. They went to like triple overtime for the game seven or some shit, if I remember correctly. Jesus, that was that a bloodbath. I don't remember that yeah, one. Then again, I wasn't that was a like big Penguins fan. I probably didn't even watch that one. Like I should have. Two thousand. What was that? I forget which year that was. But now the. Uh, the Senators, they got Brady to Chuck. They got Drake Batherson. They got Alex the Cat. Stutzel is... Uh, Stutzel. I hate that they have Stutzel because the Sharks gave up Stutzel for the Carlson deal. And Stutzel is... I, 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 we gave up a lot of good pieces to get Carlson. and uh, He's a really good yeah. young player. He's a really good young player. But their top six is insane. Like, even with Claude Drew being their second line center, first line center, whichever way they want to break it up, um, he's like they have an insane top six. Their wing scoring is insanity. Like you've got Tuchuk, you've got Debrinket, you've got Pinto. I think Stutzla's uh, the other winger. You have Artem Zub, who's turning into what looks like a, an insanely uh, well developed player for them. You've got how many good defensemen on their team who might not be scoring defensemen but are just solid stay at home defensemen that can just hold it down you've got some veterans on their team like Nick Holden and Nikita Zaitsev that are in their bottom pairing that maybe they're not doing much besides not getting scored on but hey <laughs> they're defending the net and that's all you need right no totally and their goalie their goalie's not like their goalie's their weak point so maybe they don't have the best goaltending this season but I think that their scoring, much like with Florida last year, is going to carry them through the season. Maybe they don't have like the super superstar scoring that Florida has yet because they still need time to develop. But let Alex Brinkett get a little bit more comfortable with some of his line mates, like Claude Giroux, get a little bit more comfortable, and let this team mesh a little bit more. And it's going to be a dangerous team. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think Connor Brown's even played a game yet this season for them. And I think he's still injured. So I mean. Whenever he comes back around, you know, it's over for some people. They also have Josh Norris, who's off to a slow start. So, I mean, Ottawa, I think, is going to gonna creep into the playoffs and maybe knock somebody out. Hot take here. This is a super hot take. I think Toronto misses the playoffs. Ouch. There's a lot of people crying over that one if it does happen. And what makes you think that? Is it goaltending? Is it underperforming yep. uh, lines? Is it no defense? Like, what about that? Do you think is going to happen, no, or all the above? It's just goaltending. Historically, Ilya Samsonov. Uh, I don't know how many seasons in total he's played in the league. I think it's like four overall. Um, in small bursts, he's a decent goaltender. He played forty-four games for Washington last year. Had over three goal a game average and under 900 save percentage but he had three shutouts but he played 44 games I mean I'm not disrespecting the guy at all because I could never play his position in the league but I don't think he's a starting goaltender I think he's a career backup or a uh, 1B option goalie I don't think he's a he's a starter in the league 
Um, maybe he's just, you know, too young, doesn't have the endurance mentally to, to stay focused long enough. Because in his short burst seasons where he played like 26 games, like he was a two five five and a nine thirteen. So, I mean, he has potential to be a good goalie, but I don't think long term he, he's the solution. Eric Colligren, the kid that they called up, who's like kid, who's older than uh, who's a, a kid again. Um, I don't think that he's NHL material, if I'm being honest, like under nine, 900 and over three goals a game. Like <clears throat> in today's league, you can't have that. And then you have one of my team's old goaltenders who set NHL records, Matt Murray. He was the only rookie goaltender in NHL history to win the Stanley Cup twice. That's pretty sick. And you're asking, how the fuck did that happen? Well, yeah. he didn't play in the regular season and played in the playoffs, then played his rookie season in the NHL, and then won the Cup again because the Penguins went back-to-back. I was going to say, how so, the fuck does one accomplish that? <laughs> yeah, so he's a rookie with two Cups. Instead of leaving people, figure it out on oh, I was going to ask a follow-up. So. I was like, wait a minute, this isn't sound right. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> that, that, that would be like some Kale yeah. McCarr shit if Kale McCarr would have raised the cup with his, like, you know, when he had that... Kale McCarr's fucking career in the league feels like a Disney movie. He comes to the league right out of college, straight to the playoffs, scores his first goal in a playoff huge tension situation like that just feels like a Disney fucking movie and now he's raising the cup and he's being called like being compared to Bobby Orr like that's pretty fucking epic so this this goaltender yeah. you speak of is probably rivaling him in Disney movie <laughs> contemplation <laughs> I mean I'm not saying that Matt Murray's had a terrible career but uh no one compared to that honest, yeah like his best days as a goalie are definitely behind him. Unfortunately, mentally, I don't think he's there and it's somber to say, but his dad passing, I think affected him a lot in his play. And I think that a lot of his drive was like making his dad proud. And that is now that his dad's not there. I don't think that his drive is not there as much to play. Yeah. Like he, he had a lot of issues um, when he was in Pittsburgh and like I really feel for the guy but I just don't think that him being an NHL goalie for the long term is going to be a thing and I think that Toronto they, they try to play analytics and like this guy has a hype and potential and like all these good things happen but they don't look at the big picture of the player and like what they should do with their investment and like they threw what's a bunch going of money on at mentally and- yeah, he hasn't had good years recently. Like the last time he had a good year was in 2018, 2019, his fourth year in the league. And that was his last good season the last few years. I mean, they're looking at his last season like he played 20 games, he had a 906, maybe he's going to bounce back and play better, but I mean, he had a 305 GAA. He's never really been that goalie who makes all the the best saves. He just, you know, takes a ton of perimeter shots because the teams that have, he's played on and you know playing behind Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin is really easy to fucking win games with I'm sorry but like you, I'm not hating on Flower or anything but like any idiot's been able to do it right not okay. Tristan Jar best goalie of all time but like <laughs> Pittsburgh hasn't had the best goaltending and it's still won cups easily so now we're going to go into the I'm lightning sorry. round the not, it's all good so I'm going to ask you some fast questions and I want fast answers let me know when you're ready. Okay. Vesna winner. Oh, fuck. Tristan Jari. Central 
first place mm, blues blues pacific first place <sighs> pacific first place i gotta go with probably calgary metro first place metro first place is probably going to be carolina atlantic first place Ooh, Atlantic is a doozy. It could be Boston. It could be Toronto. It could be Tampa. It could be Ottawa. Fuck, it could be Montreal. They're, their young kids are looking good. Atlantic's going to be a bloodbath this season, but somehow I think Florida squeaks it out. President's Cup winner. Ooh. Ooh. St. Louis Blues. Stanley Cup winner. Pittsburgh Penguins. Fair. Zegers sophomore slump. Oh, most definitely. And the LA Kings come back down to earth from last season too. Last place entire league. Ooh. Ooh, this one might sting, dude. Uh San Jose Sharks, unfortunately. Hey, tank hard for Bedard. We're all air. for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are already statistically the worst team in the league this year, and Vancouver hasn't won a game yet. <laughs> That's pretty insane. Isn't it? So, <laughs> yeah, the, the Sharks have won a game. Vancouver hasn't. Uh, San Jose has played one more game, but the Sharks have a better points percentage than they do. <laughs> and they oh, haven't yeah. been scored on as much. Well, they scored more, so it doesn't seem as bad. But yeah, the, the Sharks are the, the Sharks are going to be bad this year. Oh, um, so bad. It's going to be hard it, to watch. Yeah, like what I used to do when the Penguins are really bad in like the the days of the Mew going through his his chemo and stuff. I I just I just started cheering for for a team out west that was decent called the LA Kings. They were fun to watch. Um, they had so a guy named Gretzky. I, I those teams, <laughs> you know. I mean, there was other players. What do you mean? <laughs> Giraffe lottery winner because. Yeah, I mean, hey, it is what it is. I mean, when you have Jacob Menenga, Steven Lorenz on your team, Nico Sturm, Mario Fiaro, like... Mario's going to be the captain. Oh, you think so? Super Mario, they're grooming him to be the captain (laughs) coming up. So once Couture walks away from the league or once Couture like gets traded or whatever happens with Couture moving forward Mario Ferraro is going to be a captain of the Sharks in the future no it's going to be the Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtle he was signed long term he'll probably be be before Mario but Mario's definitely got a C in his future if not soon then later you never know but this is a this is a this is a tough team on paper, and you have James Reimer and Capo Kakin and Annette. James Reimer has been on how many teams in the last? Toronto, San Jose, Florida, Carolina came back to San Jose, Nashville. Again. So, I mean, was he in Nashville? Yeah, I think he just got traded to Nashville, but didn't play a game there. Right. Just kind of like how uh, Patrick Marleau was on was a hurricane for a hot minute, but he never played a single minute. Was the Hurricanes? They were just pretty much they got him yeah. and they traded him immediately. 
he, he just went to the airport to hang out. I love that so how when they traded him after the, he never played a game, they let they they put out a thing like "Thank you for Kane's all time great, Patrick Marlowe." <laughs> <laughs> like when Seattle was doing the drafts, Kane's legend. I forget who the who Seattle picked up, but they got somebody like when they were an expansion team, like fresh out of the box, and before they even played their first game, they like traded one of their players they got from the expansion draft. Like we'll never forget you. <laughs> Seattle all-time great, and it was some random dude. I don't remember who it was, but it was great. You gotta look at it like this, though. You have 30 NHL players that get picked by a team and only carry 23 players. Well, I guess you get 31 now because for the expansion, because Vegas was a team. So you get 31 players in the expansion now. Eight of them automatically aren't making the team just off the rip so you might as well go for valuable players that teams have to give up and that's what i kind of think that uh the seahawks or not the seahawks the uh the kraken messed up with they could have gone with the vegas route and you know coerce teams into making them trade them a decent player and forcing them not to take somebody who's as good or they just have to take somebody who's exposed that's good. Pittsburgh was one of the teams that ended up getting coerced and had to give up Jared McCann, but they ended up losing ten of as well, so there's idiots. So, that's why the GM for that was working at the time is not there anymore, and Hextall came in, and the Pittsburgh Golds GM is uh, Rutherford, as he's working in uh, Vancouver now. So Back to the Back to the lightning round. Do an Arizona Coyote player get in trouble for doing a keg stand while playing on a college campus? No, but I... I think that there's going to be a few scandals that happen with that whole situation that aren't uh, that aren't money related. They're they're going to be doozy related if you catch my drift. Gasp! Yeah, I can totally see that shit happening yeah. too. That's uh, that's going to be a an interesting. Campus and professional hockey players is going to mix well. Absolutely not. Surprise! Worst team of the league this upcoming year. Surprise worst team in the league, like a team that's just gonna shit the bed and not do well. A team that underperforms by a drastic amount. Like you said, the Maple Leafs not making the playoffs. I would consider that a drastic failure to launch. Uh well, I mean this might not be a surprise, but the Minnesota Wild are gonna have a tough season this year. They might miss the playoffs. It's kinda like you remember when Philly had that major collapse after they went to the cup final against Chicago and then they weren't a playoff team the next season? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of going to be like that. Or like when the Canes won the Cup and then miss the playoffs. Similar. It's Patrick Marlowe. that bad. A first ballot Hall of Famer. Fuck no. Second ballot Hall of Famer. Maybe. Like, here's the issue with Patrick Marlowe. He is the journeyman's journeyman of the league. Patrick Marlowe's best season came when Joe Thornton was tearing up his best season so I mean I'm not saying Thornton I think will make the Hall of Fame Patrick Marlowe um, well Thornton's got like one of the most assists in the league ever he's he's on the list he's up there Marlowe has the most games he surpassed Gorgie Howe but like never won a cup neither of them but you know Thornton has that score yeah. sheet stat which is huge Marlowe does not have I'm, Marlowe put up over th- okay he played what 1700 games and put up 1200 points and he, he had his 1200 points secured like five or six years before or a thousand points secured like five or six years before he retired when he was still on the sharks i'm pretty sure so yeah um uh, here's the thing with marlo his 
best seasons came in like oh five oh six, which was the year scoring went up, and that's the year Joe won the heart. So I'm pretty sure that was the year he won the heart. Um, he was a very consistent goal scorer, like 30, 40 goals. Sometimes like he had like a down year when he was injured, he'd only score like 20 or so, but he was a very, very reliable goal scorer for a long time. But, but like it's, I don't think 1700 games and 1200 points because you played for such a long time. Like, maybe that in itself is worth getting into the hall of fame in the second ballot, but as a first ballot, like I'm thinking about players from his time who were like playing in the, the late nineties and early two thousands that, you know, are going to get in around the same time. Like Alfredson, like he had a shorter career. Sure. But it was the peak for way higher is way more dominant in the, the play. Like it, it, I'm not saying that, that Marlowe was a passenger or anything on the teams that he played for, but he wasn't the one who was like the driving force for everything. He was like, he reminds me a lot of Chris Kunitz, but a better version of Chris Kunitz, if right. that makes sense. No, that totally makes sense. So I'm going to have to end this lightning round with our most contested question of the night. Who wins the NHL Lady Bing Memorial Trophy? Mm. Uh, you know what? I don't want to say this, but you know what? Let's go with Austin Matthews. Okay. This is one of those trophies that is like an afterthought. Everyone's so concerned with the, the heart or the Vesda. You know, we're, we're going, we're, we're taking that back. We're going with Barkov. We're giving Barkov some respect. We're putting some respect on his name. Barkov doesn't get enough respect around the league. And I'm, I'm giving you Barkov the respect here over Matthews. Like I think Matthews will be in the running for it with him, but I think that Barkov gets it. Nice. Uh, Matthews already seems like he's kind of might be in like a, a bit of a mood this year. Um, I'm not saying that, that like he's like a, like a, like a moody player or anything, but I think that the there's something up with the Maple Leafs this year. Something stinks, and uh, I think that some players aren't happy. And if I'm Austin Matthews and I'm looking at the team and I'm looking at how the cap structured right now and I'm looking at how Dubas is putting the team around him. You know, there's some good pieces around him. Like, I'm sure, is Bunting better than uh, what's his name? Who left? Who went to the the Oilers? Hyman is. They're about the same level of player. Did you really need to trade or get rid of uh, Hyman and bring up Bunting when you could have brought up Bunting and kept Hyman and had a better top six and not traded for Kerfoot and all that jazz? Sure, but I I think that Matthews is looking at this long term. Like, hey, like. I want to take hockey home and, and go back to Arizona. As that's a huge potential. The reason being is because there's ownership in Arizona that has the money to bring him in, right? And there would be a vested interest to bring in one of the superstars into the league to bring that new arena to life that they're investing a shitload of money into. So why not bring the kid who was from here home, who's a goal scoring nightmare for any other team? Like, what's Toronto going to do? Try and trade him? Most teams aren't going to trade for him because they know he's going to walk in a year and the potential to go to Arizona is too high. Arizona's not going to trade for him because the potential for him to sign as a UFA is too high. Right. Could he he just hasn't looked Toronto? like he's been interested sure. with Toronto. Like, yeah, he had a great season. He scored a shit ton of goals and he put up a lot of points. But in the playoffs, he did not look like the same guy. He did not look like he was invested with Toronto. And I heard this from a lot of Toronto fans that they were upset with Matthews. So... Yeah, his departure I could see happening. Arizona destination makes sense. I could absolutely see that. 
Well, here's a hot take that's not going to be involved with the lightning round. The rumor mill is that there's two teams that Patrick Kane wants to go to. One of those two and teams. And one is the Penguins. One of them is the Penguins. I don't know what the Penguins could offer the uh, the Blackhawks. Uh, other than Pierre Oliver Joseph and probably Zucker or someone like that. Um to them maybe rust who knows they're not getting get well i know that they're probably not getting rust either um but i think pierre oliver joseph because he's a young offensive defenseman who's still on his elc is pro- and can play in the league he's proving right now that he can score in the league and produce in the league while not getting scored on um i think that that a first and some other assets and zucker would have to go back for capper to like cap reasons um Kane at five million or five point five, whatever it would be, six million or how much ever retention's on it. Um, I think with Crosby, Latang, and Malkin, and they all go for their fourth cup together, is probably one of the most deadly things to happen in hockey. And since the Red Wings were <laughs> were formed, yeah, since the like, Red Line, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I forget the other team that he was rumored to, but it was another East team. I. Th- that the other East team that he wanted to go to was uh, was Boston. It was from what I was hearing, but it, it just depends on who is the players that he give up. He controls his destiny where he goes, and if he wants to go to Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh's looking like they're going to be a Cup winner, like I'm all for bringing Patty in for one ride. Like if it costs us a good prospect, uh, a good player like Zucker, and uh, you know a first pick and like maybe a first round in a couple years and like a second or something for Patty Kane to do it one last time and get a cup with the boys in Pittsburgh. Like that'd be something that would be like legendary over under, but how many goals are scored? The Zegra style of the pass flip over the net. Oh fuck this season in the NHL. So I'm going to give you an over under of five. Is it going to be more or less under, than five under, under, under what's your bet on that? Under Two, for sure. Three, one, I say it gets done twice, once on purpose and once on accident. I think Zegers pulls it off again, and then somebody else, like multiple people, try it. But like high staking is involved, stuff like that. Who knows? But I I think that something like that ends up happening. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're getting close to our time constraint. We had definitely a wide base of hockey talk. So. For those of you who don't know, Toasted Flowers also streams. He plays a lot of games. Recently, it's been a lot of Dead by Daylight. You can catch him on Twitch. And uh, Toasted, what is your Twitter handle? What's your tw- what's your uh, Twitch handle? And what times are you usually playing? And what days? Uh, I usually stream night times. I'm I'm an East Coast streamer, so I stream like uh, after dinner time, usually like six seven p.m. And then I usually go until about midnight on weekdays, and then week. It depends if there's UFC fights going on, what's going on for like weekend plans and stuff. So it varies on the weekends, but usually there's like a Sunday nighttime stream, but it's usually just the weekdays, Monday to Friday at like 6 p.m. until like midnight generally. Um, on Twitter, my, my handle is Flowers Toasted. Twitch is Toasted Flowers. And yeah, I don't really use any other social media other than those two. Nice. So when it comes to all this stuff, when people come into your thing, would you say there's a fair amount of hockey talk? Would you say it's a fair amount of game talk? Or is it one of those things where every stream is different and it goes where it goes? 
Uh, it just depends on what I'm doing uh, on the stream. Like if I'm doing just chatting and like it, maybe I'll have friends in there and we're talking about like fighting sometimes. It's like UFC fights, stuff like that. Sometimes it's hockey. Uh, when I'm playing games, it's usually like more oriented around like the games or like whatever topic we're on while we're playing. So I usually play with friends quite a bit when I'm playing. Um, but if it's like we're playing Dead by Daylight, like half the conversation's based around the game and like interacting with what chat's talking about, depending on what crazy shit's going on that day, what people are doing. Mixture um, of throwing people on hooks, fixing generators, and, you know, dropping the gloves, etc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes it's like making calls where people are at, you know, totally. at, tell people telling me how shit my aim is in shooting games, you know. <laughs> There's always going to be that element. Dealing with trolls World of Warcraft. So, when it comes to the stream aspect of it, what is your favorite game to stream currently? Because I know you were big in the WoW scene for a long time, and Dead by Daylight has gotten your attention recently. Like, if you had to pick, what was your what's your favorite game to play stream-wise, and what's your favorite game to play off-stream? Oh, my favorite game to play on stream is probably WoW. It's just the expansion's just dead, so I'm waiting until the new expansion comes out. So next month I'll be streaming a, a ton more World of Warcraft, but it's just boring to run the same like eight or ten dungeons whenever they have in the game right now, and PvP is just really stale. And a lot of the casual players in the game, it, it's frustrating to play with some of them because they just they don't understand the depth of the game, so they're just like more or less aimlessly running around just enjoying just like spamming shadow bolts shadow bolts yeah. it's like yeah, you have, you have so many things. the intricacies of their classes so they're just they're running around doing like the baseline what they they can like there's nothing wrong with that they're enjoying the game and i'm happy they are but like it's hard finding people to play with sometimes in world of warcraft who are competent but aren't gigantic assholes right so what is so. your favorite class to play in world of warcraft Oh, easily Demon Hunter, because you can mindlessly play it and interact with chat. No matter what you're doing, like whether you're DPSing or tanking, whether you're in PvP, you're in a raid, you're in a dungeon, it's it's easy to play a Demon Hunter because there's not a whole lot of mistakes that you can make that are going to be so impactful that you can't come back from it. Like, your cooldowns aren't that long, whereas like if you're playing a mage or something, you don't line stuff up right, and you don't pop the right cooldown in the right order for the cooldown window, you're just not getting the potential damage buff that you can get. So, it's going to be really interesting with the new way they've designed classes for the new expansion, because they're going back to the more uh, unique style of talent trees, not this weird system. You're, gonna ha you're still going to have the weird system they have now. It's still going to be in the game but you're going to have class trees and then you're going to have spec trees. So the class trees are more or less what's in the game currently for talents. And then spec trees are going to be more unique where it's like, if you're playing a hunter, you can go into more beast master oriented traits where it's not just like your pets do 15% more damage. Your pet now has like the ability to snare the enemy and can stun them for like four seconds. And you can do like utility things with them and stuff. So it's just a more unique way to play the game. And it's, the designing or uh it's cutting up the monotony of the cookie cutter aspect that wow's gotten to for the last five expansions or so right so it, it it's a welcome change that that i'm excited to to try out nice well it's good to show that the range maybe we'll get you on another episode so we can get more into the gamer thing because this was definitely a lot of hockey talk so we'll, we'll definitely get you yeah. on and we'll do uh we'll do a revisit with more of the gamer side 
of the streamer slash content creator retro for 64 <laughs> exactly <laughs> i appreciate we, having me on but it was a it was a great chat with you tonight and uh we, we got a little bit lost in the hockey sauce but it's okay it was a great talk oh absolutely so before we go now's your time to say whatever it is you'd like to say whether you want to thank your moderators community whether you want to you know plug like a subathon or like say the next time you're going live now's your time to say whatever it is you would like to say toasted the floor is yours um buy sinister jerky use code toasted use 8 bits code 8 bit what's your code for sinister jerky but just kingdom. buy sinister jerky make sure that it's oh, use code kingdom or use code toasted for 10% off Make sure that you guys always are keeping that stuff on the sold out sign. It's the most delicious. It's healthy. It's it's the best jerky on the planet. That's the only thing I want to plug. It tastes so good. It's not like super like, you know how sometimes you'll buy jerky from the gas station and it's so tough. It feels like you're going to break your fucking molar or chip your canine when you chew into it. No, it's like it's a good consistency. The flavor has always been spot on. It's like, and I've bought it many times and it's like. It's very consistent. I've never bought in a bag and been always like, well, this bad. one sucks. You know, like it's always been good, which is awesome. But you, you, I guarantee anybody who's bought Jack Lynx has bought a bag and you're just like, damn, this probably came out a year ago. What the? Yeah. And, but every time I've gotten an order of Sinister Jerky, always so tender. The, my issue with a lot of beef jerkies is that a lot of them feel like they have that film on the outside. That- yeah process so you know what i'm talking about it's like when you get an apple there's that wax film on the apple yeah, yeah i know exactly what you're talking yeah. about with that yeah, I, yeah. I, i'm not a fan and of that it's either. almost like you want to wash the jerky to clean it whenever it's like that but with sinister jerky it is oh it's so tasty like in the one thing that people always focus on is taste but like the way it makes you feel afterward it doesn't feel hell heavy it doesn't make you feel bloated it, it's easy to digest like and you feel good after eating it. You don't feel greasy like a lot of beef jerky makes you feel. So get the pickle flavor. I know it sounds crazy, but trust me. Use code toaster. Use code kingdom for 10% off on sinister jerky. I'm a fan of the carne asada or the carnage asada. That's my favorite one. <laughs> carnage asada is delicious too, but I'm telling you the pickle all day. <laughs> I can, yeah, not my favorite flavor, but that one's definitely good too. All right, well, everybody, this is Castlecom's episode sixty-four. Uh, we talked a lot of hockey. Sorry for those people that were covered. We're going to cover the N sixty-four another time. Don't you worry. But other than we're that, have episode sixty-four, part two. It will not be episode sixty-something, seventy-something. Other, it will be sixty-four, part two. Right, it's going to be the expansion pack. Exactly. I like the rumble pack, if you would say. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, I'm the eight bit nobody. I'm high as fuck. I'm gonna go get higher. I'm toasted <laughs> flowers. I'm very stoned. Thank you for having me, eight bit. I appreciate you having me on. <laughs> and just go outside, everybody, in touch and or smoke some grass, and we'll catch you next time. 